Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Well, good morning, church. It's uh, great to be with you again this morning. And we are actually starting a really exciting series, as Craig just mentioned this morning, um, a new series looking at the first section of the book of Joshua, first five chapters, which is a really cool kind of section of the Old Testament to be looking at in this season, in this moment of our church. It's a great transition period, this um, this first part of Joshua. And that's what we're going to be calling the series over the next four weeks, Transitions. We felt that as our church goes into a new transition of having Mitch and his family join us, um, Mitch leading us as our new senior pastor, it's going to be helpful to be looking at transitions and looking at what we can glean from the pages of the Old Testament and this amazing story of God's sovereignty. So, I just want to tell a quick story first that I've shared with some of you, but um, it's something which I found really encouraging and something which hopefully will be an encouragement for others. It was a, about two or three months ago now. It was just before a Sunday morning service was about to start and I was doing a thousand different things. My mind was, you know, all over the shop trying to figure out, making sure everything was working. And Brian Berry comes over to me and asks, hey, do you have a second? And in that moment, I really felt the Holy Spirit say, we're ready. We're ready. And Brian asks, do you reckon you might be free sometime this week to meet up with a prospective candidate for a new senior pastor? And obviously that candidate turned out to be Mitch. And I'm just really encouraged that we've been in a season of being a little bit in the wilderness being wandering through the desert a little bit and waiting for this this leader, this new senior pastor to arrive. And I felt this real confidence in my spirit that we're ready. We're ready to go into this new transition of a church. But the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? I think that as a church, we're, we're, we're ready to go into this new transition, but individually, are you ready? That's what the point of this transition series is about. It's about preparing our hearts, preparing our minds, preparing our spirits for this next transition. Are you ready? You know, I want to create a sense of excitement this morning. I want to create a sense of expectation. So if you feel right now in your spirit that you're being convicted that, yeah, hey, I am ready. I want you to pop that up in the comment section. Just put up, I'm ready. Because I reckon that we need to be encouraging each other in this time, getting behind each other, lifting each other up and saying, hey, I am ready. I'm ready to see what the Holy Spirit is going to do. I'm ready to see what the hands and feet of our congregation are going to do. I'm ready to see what the next chapter in God's story is for the Centre Jural. So, as I said, we're going to be looking at Joshua over the next couple of weeks. But first, 
let's 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 do a little bit of a recap because there's a bit of things that are kind of happening before the start of Joshua. So as Emma and Sonny did a great kids talk last week, they told us all about the story of a man named Abram, who's a super important man for God's story. Now let's look to Genesis 17, 4 to 8, and look at a really important moment, a transition in Abram's life. So Genesis 17, 4 to 8, God's speaking to Abram in this moment. And he says, as for me, This is my covenant with you. You'll be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram, meaning exalted father. Your name will be Abraham, meaning father of many. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for generations to come. To be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner. I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you. I will be their God, because there's always more up ahead. At the start of Exodus, we see Abraham's Abraham's descendants move into Egypt. And this first kind of part of this covenant of being fruitful and prospering, it starts to be fulfilled in Egypt. In fact, they're so fruitful, they're so prosperous as this nation of Israel in their new homeland of Egypt, that the new king of Egypt starts to become a little bit worried, a little bit intimidated by these ethnic immigrants who are prospering in his land. So he decides to imprison them as slaves. God raises up Moses. He raises up this new man who's going to take the people of Egypt into this new transitional period. And in an awesome display of God's power, he splits the Red Sea and leads the Israelites out of slavery into the wilderness. That's not the end of the story because church, there's more up ahead. And the covenant made with Abraham, the promised land that he's been promised all the way back five books earlier in the Bible has been promised some 500 years earlier is about to be entered into. They're about to enter into the promised land. It's been with Abraham. It's been with Isaac. It's been with Jacob. It's been with Moses. And now they're about to enter. And we have this, 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 sense of, this sense of energy, this sense of expectation as the hope of Israel is building, as they're about to enter the promised land. And just as they are on the precipice of the Jordan River, Moses dies. And Joshua is left with some very big shoes to fill. I want to call this morning's sermon, Big Shoes. Because as we go into a transitional period, it can sometimes feel daunting, the shoes that we need to step into, the giants that we need to slay up ahead. So we've got the history, but who is Joshua? Let's give a quick little recap on him. In Book of Numbers is the first time we actually see him, a couple of books back, and he's actually originally named Hosea. And Moses gives him a new name. He gives him the name Joshua. Hosea means salvation, but Joshua means Yahweh saves. Our God saves. He gives him a new name, and in that, he gives him a greater scope for his life. See, I love this mirroring of Abram and Hosea in the Old Testament, because Abram is an exalted father, and Hosea 
is means salvation. And they're great names. There's nothing wrong with these names. But God has a greater name. There's more for them up ahead. I love how suddenly when God gives them a new name, suddenly it redefines what their story is. It redefines what their lives are going to look like. It redefines the way God is about to use them. Because suddenly when God names them, they have their identity in God and they have their future in God. God declares, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. When God gives you a new name, he gives you a better name. God isn't thinking about the short term. God's thinking about the long term. And there's a direct correlation to how he's going to make your story his story when he gives you a new name. He makes your story his story. He's making you a part of history. It's not just some new title. It's not just some new adage. It's not just some new nickname. It is a new identity that we step into when we allow God to define our name, to define our identity, to define our story. He's got a better story than the one that anyone has planned for you. He's got a better name than anyone has given you. He's got a better identity for you than you could even imagine. Because when you allow to God, when you allow God to redefine your identity and to rename you, you're stepping into big shoes. You're walking through the Red Sea. You're passing through the Jordan River. You've got a new name, a new story, and a new land to step into that He has promised. God wants to give you a new name today. He's got big shoes for you to step into. He's got a big history for you to step into. You know, when I was young, I had some names spoken over me, which probably weren't really helpful, like lazy or messy or fat. And what happens is when we have these lies, when we have these incorrect names spoken over us again and again and again, we start to step into the shoes that human beings have laid down for us instead of the ones that God has prepared for us. A story that another human wrote instead of the story that Christ has written for your life. Church, in Acts 3.15, Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends, is preaching in the synagogue, and he refers to Jesus, to Christ, as the author of life. Christ has written your life. But it's so easy sometimes to let some other human being snatch the pencil, hey, and start writing our story instead of letting our creator, the one who knows how many hairs are on our head, write our story. You know, my favorite verse in the entire Bible is Ephesians 2.10. It's for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. And I love this verse because it sort of summarizes this idea in a a, a couple of sentences. You're God's masterpiece. That's your name. You've been created anew in Christ Jesus. That's your identity. To do good things that he has planned long ago. That's your story. That's his history that he has prepared for you. The shoes are on the ground. Yeah, they look a little big, but we can step into them. And we're going to need to step into them if we're going to cross that river. 
Joshua knew this. He knew what was in a name. He recognized the role that he was about to play in God's story. Joshua was not just stepping into his new name, but Joshua was doing something as well with this new name. He was pointing to something greater. The name Joshua or Yeshua is the exact same name that God took on when he came to earth. And it's this sort of pointing, this sort of role, this sort of history, these sort of shoes that are so much bigger than anyone else could have imagined. It was bigger than Abraham. It was bigger than Moses. It was bigger than Joshua himself. He was pointing to something so much bigger than anybody had ever known before and that prophets would write about for years to come and that would be fulfilled in the incarnation of Jesus. Our names are not just about our story. It's about God's story. It's about pointing to our creator. It's about becoming an ambassador for Christ. And that's what 2 Corinthians 5.20 says. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We're his representatives. As though God were making his appeal through us, we employ others on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. That's what we're called to do as ambassadors of Christ's church. That's what we're called to do as representatives of Jesus Christ. Just as God worked through Abraham and Moses and Joshua and Rahab and Ruth and David and Elijah, he's going to work through you. And you know, I read out some of those names and it can be intimidating, can't it? (laughs) They're big shoes to fill. But God has those shoes ready for you. But if we're going to move into this next transition, if we're going to step into the promised land completely for what God has in store for us as a church, we're going to need to step up. You are a masterpiece. You were created anew in Christ Jesus to do good works that have been set out in advance for you to do. You know, Joshua has some real big shoes to fill at the start of this book. And Moses is one of the most impressive characters that we see in the entire Bible. But Joshua's never about Moses. Moses is only so great because he was following God, because God was with him. In Exodus 3, 11, 12, Moses says to God, Who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And God said, I will be with you. You see, it's not about who you are. It's about who's with you. And this is what God says to Joshua as he steps into those big shoes of Moses. In Joshua 1, 5 to 9, God promises Joshua, as I was with Moses so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors all the way back to Abraham to give them. Be strong and very courageous. But then he says this. He says, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it or turn to the left or to the right that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep 
this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Time and time again, church, God leads his people into victory. (laughs) And it's nothing to do with us. It doesn't matter how many men there are. It doesn't matter how experienced the fighters are. It doesn't matter matter the amount of resources that they had. It's often the fact, despite the lack of all these things, that God's glory, that God works, as we step into those big shoes, God will lead us into victory. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. There is more up ahead, church. God has already written the story. He has given you a name. He's given you an identity. And he's given you a purpose. As he was with Moses, so he'll be with you. Let's not be afraid. Let's not be discouraged. For the Lord, our God, will be with us wherever we go. Let's be ready for this new transition. Let's be ready to step into our names, our identities, and our purpose. Let us pray. God, we thank you that your story doesn't start or end with us. That, Lord, we inherit a history of your faithfulness, a history of your power, a history of your sovereignty overall. And God, we declare that over this church now as we step into this new transition, as we cross the River Jordan and step into this new season that you have prepared for us. God, I want to pray for the hearts of this congregation right now that have had lies spoken over them throughout their life. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, for those ties to be broken, for those lies to be bound. Lord, may we be fully aware of our identity as masterpieces created by you. Set out in advance to do good works that we can only do because we've been created anew through Jesus Christ. God, we give this to you this morning. Be our king. Be our leader. Ensure that we are no longer discouraged, that we are no longer fearful, that we step into big shoes with confidence and anticipation for what is to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.